0: Chapter 70 of The Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Main Reed. Chapter 70 No longer was it from fear that I held back, but a hesitancy springing from surprise mingled with admiration the sight of so much beauty grand as unexpected was enough to unnerve me especially in such a place and one to whose eye the female form had so long been a stranger suwanis i had seen only at a distance and hers to my sight was no longer beautiful i hesitated to show myself lest the sight of me should alarm this lovely apparition and cause her to take flight the thought was not unnatural since the tricolored pigments of black red and white were still upon my skin and i must have presented the picture of a chimney-sweep with the dining-plate glued upon his breast in such a guise i knew that i must cut a ludicrous figure and would have slipped back into the pool and washed myself but i dreaded to take my eyes from that beautiful vision lest i might never look upon it again in my absence she would be gone i feared even then that on seeing me she might take flight and i was too faint to follow her for this reason i stood slightly gazing through my leafy covert like one who watches the movements of some shy and beautiful bird i almost dreaded to breathe lest the sound might alarm her i was planning at the same time how i should initiate an interview her voice again reached me as she recommended scolding the dog even its chiding tones were sweet she had approached and stooped for a moment over the big horn as if to satisfy herself that the animal was dead her canine companion did not appear to be quite sure of the fact for he continued to spring repeatedly upon the carcass with open mouth as if eager to devour it off off cried she threatening the dog with the butt of her rifle you wicked wolf what has got into you have i not told you that the thing is dead what more do you want mind sierra continued she shaking her finger significantly at the dog mind my good fellow you had no parting the killing of it and if you spoil the skin you shall have no share in the flesh you hear me not a morsel wolf appeared to understand the hint and retired impelled by hunger i accepted the cue you will not refuse a morsel to one who is starving aha who speaks cried the huntress turning round with a glance rather of inquiry than alarm down wolf commanded she as the dog bounded forward with a growl down you savage brute don't you hear that someone is starving ha huh, a negro poor devil where can he have come from i wonder only my head was visible a thick bush in front of me concealing my body the coat of char upon my face was deceiving her no not a negro said i stepping out and discovering my person not a negro though i have been submitted to the treatment of one. Oh, white red and black mercy me what a frightful harlequin ha 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 my toilet appears to amuse you fair huntress i might apologize for it since i can assure you that it is not my own conception nor is it to my taste any more than you're a white man then she said interrupting me at the same time stepping nearer to examine me i was yesterday i replied turning half round to give her a sight of my shoulders which the indian artist had left untouched Today i am as you see oh heavens she exclaimed suddenly changing her manner this red is it blood you are wounded sir where is your wound in several places i am wounded but not dangerously they are only scratches i have no fear of them who gave you these wounds indians i have just escaped from them indians what indians arapahoes arapahoes where did you encounter them the question was put in a hurried manner and in a tone that betrayed excitement on the hirfano i replied by the orphan Butte, it was the band of a chief known as the red hand ha the red hand on hirfano stranger are you sure of this the earnest voice in which the interrogatory was again put somewhat surprised me i answered by giving a brief and rapid detail of our capture and subsequent treatment without mentioning the names of my travelling companions or stating the object of our expedition indeed i was not allowed to enter into particulars i was hurried on by interpolations from my listener who before i could finish the narrative of my escape again interrupted me exclaiming in an excited manner red hand in the valley of the hirfano news for rockera after a pause she hastily inquired how many warriors has the red hand with him nearly two hundred not more than two hundred no rather less i should say it is well you say you have a horse my horse is at hand bring him up then and come along with me but my comrades i must follow the train that i may be able to return and rescue them you need not for such a purpose there is one not far off who can aid you in that better than the escort you speak of if too late to save their lives he may avenge their deaths for you you say the caravan passed yesterday yesterday about noon You could not overtake it and return in time. The Red Hand would be gone. Besides, you cannot get from this place to the trail taken by the caravan without going back by the canyon. And there you might meet those from whom you have escaped. You cannot cross that way. The ridge is impassable. As she said this, she pointed to the left, the direction which I had intended to take. I could see through a break in the bluff a precipitous Mountain Spur, running north and south parallel with the ravine i had been threading it certainly appeared impassable trending along the sky like the escarpment of some gigantic fortress if this was true there would be but little chance of my overtaking the escort in time i had no longer a hope of being able to effect the rescue of my comrades the delay no doubt would be fatal in all likelihood both wingrove and sure had ere this been sacrificed to the vengeance of the arapahoes freshly excited by my escape only from a sense of duty did i purpose returning rather with the idea of being able to avenge their deaths what meant this mysterious maiden who possessed the power to rescue my comrades from two hundred savages the most warlike upon the plains who was he that could aid me in avenging them follow me and you shall see replied the huntress in answering to my interrogatory your horse your horse hasten or we shall be too late the red hand in the valley of the Hirfano, wakara will rejoice at the news your horse your horse i hastened back for my arab and hurriedly led him to the spot a beautiful creature exclaimed she on seeing the horse no wonder you were able to ride off from your captors mount and you i shall go afoot but stay time is precious can your steed carry us both undoubtedly he can then it is better we should both ride half an hour is everything and if the red hand should escape you mount first be quick it was not the time to be squeamish even under the glance of the loveliest eyes taking the robe from my shoulders i spread it over the back of my horse and employing a piece of the laurette as a surcingle i bound it fast into the improvised saddle i mounted the girl from a rock leaping upon the croup behind me you wolf cried she apostrophizing the dog you stay here by the game and guard it from the coyotes remember rascal not a mouthful till i return now stranger she continued shifting closer to me and clasping me around the waist i am ready give your steed to the road and spare him not as you value the lives of your comrades up the ravine lies our way ho oh, onward the brave horse needed no spur he seemed to understand that the speed was required of him and stretching at once into a gallop carried us gaily up the gorge End of chapter seventy recording by low